Pints and Pies Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Pies Podcast. Tights and Pies. Talking Wrestling Podcast is the thing to say on a bright ice cream Christmas day. That's the podcast greeting that we bring to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Roman will be nice and bright, and someone's going away every day and night. (laughs) Talking Wrestling Podcast is Hawaii's way. Wait, it's our (laughs) way. No, it's your way to say ice cream Christmas. A very merry ice cream Christmas. A very, very merry ice cream Christmas to you. Very nice. Welcome. Round of applause. Thank you. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm NXT Loveline, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Pretty Radley, Danielle Radford. Well, and I'm Melikaliki Maka to both of you, all of you, Julian too. Yes. Melikaliki yes. Maka all around. The Aloha spirit lives strong within us. Mm-hmm. And toxic Kelk traction, Lindsay Kelk. Sounds about right. Yay. <laughs> Let's do this. You know, in the comic books, Doomsday kills Superman, but now somebody else has done it. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson who blew past the canon of Shazam, which was perfectly wonderful and a compelling story of both the dark and the light side of the powers granted by the wizard Shazam and instead said, I like Superman. When What if Superman was in my movie and I fought Superman at some point? And probably I will beat Superman because Superman beating me doesn't work for me, brother. They would at least have to go 50-50 booking. You've got to assume. Yeah, yeah. Like every time Superman hits Black Adam, Black Adam gets a hit Superman. I think then I think them's the rules in Dwayne's contracts. God, I think for one of our Fast and Furious things, we Fast and Furious. I am back on Fast and Furious. We actually counted like how many punches Dwayne did and how many punches Vin did. <laughs> I think they did too, right? Yep. <laughs> the thing that strikes me about all of this is first, The Rock is like showing the the amount of money that. Black Adam made to show that it was indeed, he checked with his numbers people, showed it was profitable. (laughs) Then he had made a major announcement, which was selling the Rock NFT trading cards. These are digital trading (sighs) cards. They're beautiful. From your favorite wrestler, he hopes. Better than Ric Flair, better than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just beautiful, wonderful trading cards. Then Henry Cavill's like, I'm back. I've announced the deal with DC. This is within a matter of weeks. This is not a month. This is Also important to know. I don't think James... Yeah. Just important to know, Henry Cavill's manager is one was Danny Garcia, who is The Rock's manager, business partner, ex-wife, ex-wife, co-child haver. Yes. You mean she's Ava Rain's mom? (laughs) (laughs) I'd give it put respect on that name. She's Mama Rain's. Look, she she doesn't even look like she was in the room. That girl is one (laughs) hundred percent rock. Well, it was born when he went to the wizard Shazam and asked for a child. (laughs) There's no way this deal with James Gunn came together in like 24 hours. Really, the blame, I think, ultimately falls on Warner Discovery, who puts everybody in a silo on everything they're doing. That's how they approached DC back when it was just... I remember talking with people at Warner Brothers a long time ago, and they're like, yeah, we don't... We're artist-driven. So we let everybody come in and just do whatever they want. They don't... And we'll figure out how to connect it later. Mm -hmm. And that ain't no way to make a cake. I, we're get, hold on, I'm getting a note from my producer. 
Should I read this on air? <laughs> I mean, very AEW. Very like, come in, do your thing, and have a grand old time, and we'll figure out how it works, how it connects to our larger uh, brand identity later. And who owns AEW? Uh, <laughs> Warner Brothers. Discovery. Who's their deal with? Uh, Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers okay, cool. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just making sure. Even though they were like toned down the blood because we need to sell this to children. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the whole thing's a mess. I feel bad for Henry Cavill. Yes, I, I, so bad. The Rock's gonna be fine. I thought that Black Adam had some likable stuff in it, and it's some. The punching was bit. fun. He just he yeah. needs to. Dwayne is very clearly for someone who used to have to lose on TV for a, a living. He does not mm-hmm. know how to take the L anymore, and it's like just at every single point in this journey to Black Adam recently, he has overplayed his hand. He overplayed his right. hand by saying, like, no, we're not, I'm not going to have him be the villain of Shazam 2 and then, like, have him spin off into his own series. I'm going to do it this way where we're going to have all the Shazam stuff, but somehow no one knows who Shazam is. Leaking the numbers, the rumor is that he was also responsible for leaking a lot of, like, the gun rumors that were getting everybody upset that they yeah, came Danielle, from his camp. he called his financiers. He called the financiers. They're the people oh, he and those numbers he are called fake. the financiers. And those numbers are fake. They are not <laughs> real they numbers. Are. Who are the financiers? Like you called literally every single person who ever yeah. had anything to do with the money. Oh, oh. Well, because oh, he was counting as part of the like, hey, we actually were profitable. He counted the money that WB paid to move the movie over to their streaming platform, HBO Max. So that's not a profit. <laughs> that's just the WB moving their money around. Bless him. I just I just don't believe that Danny signed off on that tweet. Like, that's, that's what I feel like. Danny was like, no, babe, I'm, I'm the finance person. I do the numbers. S- sit down. Stop it. Go eat a thousand pancakes well, yes, and, every, and every egg on the planet and, and leave this to the people with calculators, not the calculator on your phone, uh-huh. like real ones, the ones with paper coming out. Leave it to those people. <laughs> you don't fucked up. That room with everybody with adding yes. machines and they going. <laughs> oh yeah, where you only where you do the ten yeah. key, like oh, in I've an American Tale, in where it's like the little the little bug who is doing all of the numbers. That's an that American is accountant. Tale. Ding, ding. Oh, an American Tale this. is my favorite movie. So <laughs> yeah, what wow. better way to parallel Jewish immigration than with rodents coming to America? It's there are no sneaking. cats in America. <laughs> I know that to be a lie. I know that to be a, a, a <laughs> exactly. full lie. A full mm. lie. Mm. My family didn't cross over from Poland and Russia to deal with this. <laughs> Somewhere out there. It's a beautiful movie with beautiful story, but we shall never speak of a, a five all goes west. Oh, never anyway. ever, never ever. <laughs> hey, want more happy news as we slide into this holiday season? <sighs> The rumblings start to come out that Vince McMahon is plotting his return to control (laughs) of WWE, that maybe he acted too hastily and, you know, he never should have gone away in the first place, that he buckled to cancel culture or whatever whatever the heck you want to call it. Whatever the buzzword is this week. Yeah, he took bad advice, Hal. He took bad advice. Yeah, he did. He took bad advice. Like when he paid off that paralegal out of his own pocket. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> I, I feel like this was the only time in his life he ever took advice, which is why he has like unbuyer's remorse or whatever version it is when you leave your company. I Seller's just, remorse. <laughs> yes. Look, I'm 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 sorry, Vince. You can try to come back all you want to. They will bury you if you try to come back. If you try to come back, suddenly so many stories we hadn't heard before are going to come out. They let you try to leave with some dignity. If you try to come crawling back, uh, we're going to hear just, so much. They opened the book. They opened the big book of Vince. They put a finger in it and they were like, let's use this one. There are so many. There are so many. 
It's like pin the tail on the Vince. It's so fun. You know, it's funny you say more stories are going to come out because more accusations have come out against Vince McMahon, almost parallel to that, this time allegedly sexual abuse on his part. Some of these are stories that are maybe getting some air again Mm -hmm. that were sort of shuffled under the rug when he held more sway within (sighs) the company. Uh, Some are new, but uh, let's just... My vibe is that Linda is... Vinder, Linda is just sat at home, the full Lucille Bluth, like with a cocktail in one hand and gets a text from Steph saying he's trying to do it again. And Linda's like, give him this one. I, I mean, that's how mm-hmm. I'm feeling. Linda's just like, oh, we, what do you need? What do you need? And yeah. she just pulls one out of the file. And you know, if these are the ones they're using just to be quiet, Vince, like, you know, there are worse than this. There are you know huge there are ones. They're sitting this. on the big ones. It's like, we all know what the big ones are. And we all know there are how many Dark Side of the Rings ended in. And then Vince went into the room with a suitcase and it was never heard of again. Linda knows what happened in the room with the suitcase. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he wants us to find out. So I think sit down, be quiet, go back to the Waverly Inn with John Cena and enjoy your retirement, you scumbag. Stop making Linda pull out of meetings with Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) She's busy. She's busy trying to overthrow the government or whatever she's doing. (laughs) Where was she on January? No, sorry. Sorry. She wouldn't have been there. She would have sent someone. No, she would have sent someone. She was wherever like the rich and powerful people were hiding out. (laughs) Epstein Island. (laughs) <laughs> oh maybe allegedly allegedly <laughs> allegedly 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 allegedly, <laughs> allegedly that's where Sprinkle some don't forget to smash over. that allegedly nxt deadline has come and gone our first iron survivor matches ever who can name just off the top of your head, Danielle, what are the rules of the Iron Survivor match? The rules of the Iron Survivor match are that if you are next in line for succession and you have a twin yep. that has your exact same face, then they uh-huh. put that twin in the Iron Survivor and lock him in a closet so that no one knows that you have a twin and you can be the only king. Is that right? Yep. <laughs> nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Uh, what did you think of the Iron Survivor matches? It wasn't as messy as I thought it was going to be, but I still like mm. don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't a, a compliment. Mess. It's yeah. a big compliment. It could have been so much worse. It yeah. could have been so much worse. I love when they just put iron in front of things. <laughs> They're like, they know what an Iron Man matches. Let's call this an Iron Survivor match. They'll 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 go with it. They'll run it, with they'll it. They'll get it. Sure. Why not? It's their first time doing it, and uh, you know, and it's Sean, so I'm sure they'll try it again with like a more tweaked format. But yeah, I came out of it thinking the same way I came out of the first time I watched the Elimination Chamber when I was like, why and who and what? And there's a cage? Nah. It's kind of like they let an enthusiastic puppy make a match, which is what they did. And, (laughs) you know, eventually that puppy's going to get older and calm down Mm -hmm. and learn more things and it will make more sense. That's It's fine. Everyone wants a signature match when you come in and start running stuff. Everyone wants their war games. And Mm -hmm. like, only war games is war games, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, there is a term in comedy writing, writing in general, called hat on a hat. When you put a hat mm-hmm. on a hat, it means you have a bit that works and then you're sandwiching a bit on top of it, which then makes it not work. Also, there is a book that, that I read a lot as a, as a very small child called Caps for Sale about a guy who sells caps. And eventually the caps get stolen by a bunch of monkeys who have the caps in the trees. He keeps noticing, I have fewer and fewer caps. What's going on? But the way he transports the caps around is he wears them in a stack on his head. So it's just a hat on 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 a hat. So that's what they just reading the rules 
when reading the rules makes me tired, <laughs> you're, you're why why would you start your viewers in the hole? Like even the Royal Rumble, I guess at first was a weird concept to people. Right now, that's very tame. We've worked our way up to Elimination Chamber, which you know, okay, but this just feels like too many. Just too many things. It's just like maybe one too many things. Yeah, it, it's know. it's a lot. There's a, you know there's a penalty box and like people come in mm-hmm. at certain intervals and it's just like it's it's too much. Also, big news. Well, Braun Breaker beats Apollo Cruz. That's and now I think Grayson Waller is is sort of stalking him after winning <laughs> the the right to challenge later. He won the Iron Survivor match on the men's side. Then uh, NXT is graced by the presence of New Day, who comes in and mm. wins the tag team titles, and now are set to feud with Pretty Deadly. Please, please just stop talking. We're just out here to ask for our... Rematch. Re- rematch. You guys want a rematch, yes. right? Yes. Lucky for you, we're all about it. We're all about it. You're damn right we are, because Saturday we made magic in this very ring. Okay. Is that more a move to help NXT, or is it more a move to give room to other tag teams on the main roster? I felt like it was a bit of both. I think Mm -hmm. it helps NXT because it makes me want to watch it because the boys always put on a show. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it takes them off the main roster for a minute when we're in a very muddy tag team picture Mm because until the Usos drop now, I just feel like, I've said this before, but it's like, why are the tag teams fighting? Like, unless there's a good reason for the tag teams to be tag teams and to be doing the thing that they're doing, what are they fighting for? Because there's no titles available ever. And you can't keep New Day saying, give us those titles, Usos, and the Usos say, no! Um, Like, (laughs) we need a break, but you also have to keep New Day booked and busy because you can't just not have them on TV. Uh, I think it makes perfect sense. I really like it. I like it for everyone. And I like that the boys got all the belts. I like that for them. And I just like seeing them do their thing. I also feel like they'll be given even more freedom on NXT. Yes. And I'm pumped to see what shenanigans go down. That Eddie Guerrero belt spot was so delightful and that's another thing is like just having them on nxt aside from all of the the points uh every point that was just made is it's also like that's such a benefit for all of those folks on nxt to have people there who know how to kill it in promos know how to have good matches either both serious or have fun and inject fun and and lightness into all of that stuff i think it's going to be such a boon for all of those folks in that locker room um to have those dudes there for them as the locker room leaders that they are let's move on to raw where alexa bliss is now the number one contender to bianca belair's title and possibly getting bray wyattized again (laughs) it was kurt angle's birthday they brought back the milk truck honestly like can chad gable just be in every every week i see chad gable and otis on television they get better and better and better like this past week watching Chad Gable get to wrestle AJ Styles is so good. Mm-hmm. He's so like it's they're in this weird position where they they pretty much lose all the time. But <laughs> Gable looks so good that it doesn't feel like they're they're losing anything by mm-hmm. it. It just feel it's almost like he's losing up. Yep. his way oh, up totally, the roster. Yeah. He's having a hell of a year. He really is, and he does. It, he should have had this year five years ago, and I'm really happy for mm-hmm. him that it's that it's happening. Yeah, Eo Sky beat Candice LeRae. Elias is hell back. Of a match. 
Yes. I just, Great honestly, match. everything this week made me so happy. I just, all of it made me happy. It's good wrestling um, week. Even the Alexa moment. Like, I wanted, I was ready to hate this. I didn't want this. And then the way she played it, just in that split second where she pulled the sister Abigail, I was like, oh. And it, like the pose beforehand. It got yeah. me, right? The way she just snapped and looked into camera and then sort of snapped out of it. I was like, oh, fuck. She fucking got me. Don't bring the fucking doll back. No, Do please. not bring the doll back. We're the doll already you, appeared on the show. You got me. With, with no. Gargano and Dexter Loomis. No. I don't she want the doll. Don't want the doll. in the cart. No dolly. distributing gifts God, for, for the holidays. They're going to bring the doll back. Um, but I really liked it. And I was surprised at how much I liked it. And it made me more interested in the Bianca Alexa feud, which as we've established, is a holding pattern. I do want, and I nearly put this over, I nearly put this over, but the Kevin Owens-Ezekiel chat. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Owens just go like, like kept coming back and staring at him, like shocked that he would ask for help when he like left the frame and then came back. And it was... Did he just... Do you want me to be in your corner tonight? Do you think I forgot? But what you did to me earlier this year, the months and months and months of mental torment you put me through, you think I forgot? I didn't forget! Me, that was my brother Ezekiel. Oh, you know what? Let's stop right there. What a beautiful <laughs> moment. And the Ezekiel's just still doubling down. <laughs> Elias, sorry. Elias, sorry. Oh. Is still doubling down on Ezekiel being his brother. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, the Judgment Day won two different matches on Raw. Well, I'll talk more about them later when, during the three count. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bobby Lashley got fired by Adam Pierce <laughs> at the end of Raw. At that was Christmas, a very well-played moment, During the, by the holidays. Way. What's he going to do? They're putting a veteran out of work Mm-mm. on the holidays. Filth. That's what's wrong with this country. That's the problem mm-hmm. with this country, Hal. No respect. No respect. Yeah. This used to be about the red, white, and blue. Now it's about the <laughs> me fire you. And that's not cool. I can't stand you. That was so good. <laughs> that's not the America I grew up in. Okay? Oh, I, I, I thought Bobby did a really bleed. lovely job of selling it. Bobby looked genuinely upset he did. and confused. And like to the point where I was like, did they tell him this is what they were going to do? Because he looked so confused and upset about the whole thing. I was like... Good for you, Bobby. Show us those acting chops. Look, he looked as confused as I looked when they tried to have him do that thing with Lana. So, like, I get it, Bobby. We're all confused. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, I forgot. Oh, well, I'd wipe that from my memory. Sorry. Ugh. I'm pulling it up the memory hole, baby. Hold on. Let me play <laughs> Last Christmas. On my <laughs> on I'm, still, I'm still in the running. I'm still in the game. <laughs> on I don't AEW. understand Whamageddon. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I just got to do a sidebar because why would you deny yourself the joy of last Christmas? That's what yeah, I don't understand song. about the whole thing of Whamageddon where it's like, don't get last Christmas. But I'm like, I love getting last Christmas. It's one of the greatest Christmas songs of all what? time. I want to listen to it for two whole months. At least the way that I do, when I have a bag of delicious Welch's fruit snacks, I always like, I eat, I eat a little bit, eat a little bit, and then I save my favorite pieces for the end. So by, by extending it and waiting until Christmas, to, to listen to last Christmas, I have extended the joy. Let me edge myself. I need edge. more of it. I see it's instant gratification. I, I have no interest. Yeah. Like, it should it should me, be our McCartney again when they try to avoid <laughs> yes. simply having a wonderful Christmas time. That's the song people genuinely dislike. Yeah, I enjoy it bad. just fine. No, it's fun. It's fine. He wrote it while he was on the toilet, 
And now he makes like a half a million dollars <laughs> off of it every year. Oh, Paul. What is not to like, that is an amazing, this dude in his sleep, in his sleep, just puts out bangers. You, you might hate it, but you hear it all the time. What does that mean? Yeah. Don't answer that. So, just like see if you can avoid the Rankin bass. For- Why? Why are we denying? No, I like it just been, fine. I like it saving, just fine. It's saving adorable. saving Rudolph. We're saving Rudolph. This but it's every day. Saying. It's like, is it time for Rudolph? Let it, let me edge. Let me edge myself for Christmas. <laughs> Rudolph, my boy. <laughs> on AEW, big news on AEW, Chris Jericho lost the Ring of Honor title. Just wanted to say the news on AEW is Ring of Honor. But uh, people seem really upset that Jericho tapped to the swing. I love it. I love I that Jericho tapped to the swing. It's cute. It makes yeah. the swing look... I mean, the swing has always been very cool, yes. but now it makes yeah. the swing look badass. It's yes. like, instead of it just being a cool, fun, silly thing where we all count while he does it, now it's like, oh, no, this will kill you. You have to tap because it's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can't be comfortable for the person being swung. It can't no, be fun. Because you're, like, not only are you being swung, which is already, like, puke-inducing, you're also mm-hmm. being swung while holding everything you have in an ab plank position so that your head doesn't knock on the ground. It's like two different kinds of really, really difficult. It would make me sicky. I would be sicky and I would not like it. So Mm -hmm. I love that they're making it look more dangerous than ever. I think it's very, very smart. Who here watched uh, Ring of Honor Final Battle? I got the highlights. There's a lot of wrestling this week. I just, I just didn't. I just didn't. Yeah. I actually, there were matches I was like, oh, I do want to see that. I'm like, I want to see Willow Nightingale. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, and But then I, I didn't. But there, it's still available for me to enjoy. I also feel like I'm warming up for Wrestle Kingdom now. You know, I'm like, I gotta, uh, I gotta save my energy. You're in Wrestle I gotta Kingdom get season. there. I did watch AEW this week, um, which was, you know, that happened. I saw the women's match because I had eight minutes in my day. <laughs> <laughs> to spare so i saw that i saw jericho lose to action andretti on his debut match that was fun i saw jericho very half-heartedly smash up a backstage area but it kind of looked like my mom throwing a tantrum you know when your mom's really mad but she doesn't want to like really make a mess so mm-hmm. she's just like oh i'm gonna toss this tea towel where it belongs down in its place that's how it's throwing it right down the laundry yeah he was like oh i'm just gonna knock this lid closed i'm mad i also so chris has been cast in a horror movie right there's a wrestling horror movie coming out it was just on deadline like this very very second called dark match and chris is in it and no one else you've ever heard of and they just filmed it in canada and i bet it's very high quality and obviously we're all gonna watch it i mean clearly (laughs) we're clearly we're doing a commentary for it right obviously Uh, yeah yeah. shot in three days yeah i couldn't work out why there's no other wrestlers in it i think it i think it did say like edmonton or something Uh, so they maybe yeah. just did it at Chris's house. Well, you know, wrestlers hate being on camera. Yeah, it's like the worst. Oh, it's they the just like to be thing. left alone to do their sunset flips in peace. <laughs> yeah, it just uh, was on deadline this very morning. Well, there you go. If you have any thoughts on the horror film production or wrestling news of the final weeks of 2022, tell us about them in our Facebook group and find us on all the socials via the links in the show notes. When we come back, it's time for a toxic main event. Mm. You're listening to Tights and Fights. I'm Jordan Cruciola, the host of Feeling Scene, where we talk about the movie characters that make us feel seen. And I'm the show's producer, Marissa. Jordan, you've interviewed so many directors, actors, writers, film critics, and I like to play this little game where I take a sip of coffee every time someone says... 
That's such a great question. That's such a fabulous question. Or they tell you how smart you are. I think that you are rather brilliant. And of course, the big one is when, when they, they cry, cry unexpectedly. unexpectedly. Yes, yes. Jordan, I don't want to cry on your podcast. I wasn't expecting to <laughs> cry. I mean, it makes me kind of want to cry. Ah. Feeling Seen comes out every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Listen already. What are you waiting for? Jordan, that's such a great question. <laughs> Back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk. It's now time to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to oh. anal bleeding. Oh. Whoa! Oh. Rhymes with shit. Holy shit! WWE I love Kate. On a hard fart victory. Live, Hal. What? Ah, uh, rhymes with shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's Hal's gift of the year. Yes. What do you want on your tombstone? I want rhymes with shit. Just written rhymes out on a pizza shit. and pepperoni. <laughs> Mandy Rose. Rhymes with shit. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You know what the thing is about Brad Pitt? <laughs> rhymes with shit. That's right. <clears throat> Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. You know, this holiday season, I wanted to learn to knit. Rhymes with shit. <laughs> I heard this party was going to be pretty lit. Rhymes with shit. That's good. All right. Mandy Rose has been all over WWE from Tough Enough to NXT 1.0 to Raw, SmackDown, and NXT 2.0. But now, after a long reign with the NXT women's title and as the head of her own faction, she's officially been fired from WWE. Let's get into that shortly. Let's first talk about her rise from from a fitness model who had never set foot in a ring to becoming the third longest reigning NXT women's champion of all time. It's pretty crazy. Every challenge I beat you at, then you told me that you're a really great swimmer, and I beat you in swimming. And other than bringing your, your, your drama and talking smack on social media, you've shown nothing else. So where is your passion? What's your passion? You belong on Bad Girls Club. You don't belong here. You do not belong on this stage. How much do you remember of her from Tough Enough? Um, I watched that season a whole bunch because, like, that it's so weird. That was, like, the same season with Velveteen Dream. And then there was her. And then there was Sarah, rest in peace. And there was... was Sonia on that? Sonia was on that. Yeah. And there was uh, the, the alligator fighting... The, uh, the, the guy that everybody Zeke, thought was going to be the new Dusty, oh, but, like, yeah. couldn't yeah. be bothered to Jesse do a guy. workout. It was a great season. It was a great yeah. Oh, yeah, season. Oh, the Yeti uh, guy. And it was, in fact, uh, as Julia just pointed out, the season Hogan got fired. So that was fun. Like, who it didn't enjoy through. that yeah. moment? It was like, wait, where is where is Terry this week? Uh-oh. Wasn't Jericho the host? Yeah, and then Paige was on there as well. And I don't remember if she yeah. replaced Hogan or if she was already there when he was 
Yeah. I think she was already there. It was yeah. her and Hogan and and uh, who was the third person on that panel? Miz came in. I, did Miz come in for Hogan? Miz was there for sure. Yeah, he did. Uh, he came in like and he saved somebody right away. Like the first week, he was the host. Didn't he save Mandy? He yeah, saved. He saved Mandy. Yeah, yeah he she, saved she, Mandy. That was how she got to the, the quarters or whatever. Wow, what yeah. a time! Beautiful. <laughs> that was Beautiful. also early in the days of the network. Remember, so they were like looking for content to generate, like and justify people yeah. paying into it all the time, and not yeah. just for pay per views. God. Yeah, Z, presented by Stone Cold, uh, and uh, Jericho was season six, so yep. Stone Cold did season five. Yeah, that was right before uh, this one. Yeah. That was also a bust of a season, despite. But he would he did a good so job. So great, so great. Nothing will ever beat. Was it? Wasn't it Cameron? That told Stone Cold Steve Austin that her favorite match of all time was like yes. a women's match that had happened the week, the week before. before. I think it was what was it? It was oh, Melina and Alicia and Fox. Melina. See, Alicia the problem Fox. to me is not that she liked that match; it's that it literally happened the week before that exactly. episode was filmed. So she was like, "Uh, uh, uh Melina and Alicia." I'm just Fox. trying to think <laughs> of a match that she watched. Yeah, no, because literally, he's asking, "What is your favorite match of all time?" And there's nothing wrong with that. that. If it were, in fact, her favorite match of all time, we'd all be like, okay, well, that's interesting, but okay. But it was literally just that it was the one that came on like the night before that yeah. she could remember the names of. Don't put your name on the book report. It's not going to work with Stone Cold. <laughs> you know, it was Daniel Bryan was the other ho- the other judge. It was Daniel Bryan. It was D-Bryan. Oh, I had completely wow. forgotten. Had he gotten injured beforehand and they were just trying to find things for him to do in the company? Yeah, he'd already had his sad retirement. Mm-hmm. It was Daniel Bryan and page uh terry episodes one to five and the miz episodes six through ten what an interesting wild season oh yeah i enjoyed it i think i did recaps for this very podcast on that if i'm not mistaken zz not zeke i'm i i apologize to alligator wrangler zz who i just called and it's funny because hogan got fired right before he told uh patrick clark later known as velveteen Mm -hmm. dream that he's like you don't understand how great of a wrestler i am brother 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 and then it's like you look back on it's like oh it's two terrible people having a disagreement isn't it yeah oh chelsea green Uh, i love when awful people fight Uh wow take each other out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are your early impressions of like i don't remember i remember seeing mandy and and in my mind she felt like a throwback to the attitude era yeah because she came in and you know fair or unfair my memory of it is oh they brought in a model who's who's in great shape she's muscular because she's a fitness model but that doesn't mean that she's going to be any good as a wrestler it felt like a very vince time where he brought women in and didn't get them properly trained and then didn't give them the ring time that they needed right. to get better. It's not to say that anybody can't be a fantastic wrestler, mm-hmm. but it felt like he was going back to a mold that had been a great disservice for many years. I remember when I was watching it and it seemed like she was going to win and obviously she got right down to the end, but I was like, I don't want her to win because she's just the hot blonde girl and I, I hate that because I'm not. And which is like how ladies think uh until the great enlightenment of ladies where we're like wait everyone can be good um yeah, be which is where we're at now which is lovely but i have mm. just so loved watching mandy because yeah same thing how it was like oh she's getting the push because of how she looks but you can see and you could see then like she was very teachable i think they they yes. say that now about nxt right that's what they're looking for someone that's teachable and I think she learned really fast. I just don't think they gave her enough time to learn yeah. enough. I think she right. had and still has, and we've seen it in her NXT run, and we saw it prior to that, which, you know, we'll talk more about her, her in-ring career, but you saw her develop so fast as soon as she was given the chance to do so. Mandy Rose only ever got better. I will stand by that statement. 
I agree. And I think that also a huge part of the Mandy Rose kind of backlash was that this was right on the heels of Eva Marie, which was like something that obviously like a very polarizing figure when they finally figured out who Eva was and settled on that gimmick. It was really fun. But before that, it was really painful to watch. And I think people kind of put her in that mold of like, oh, well, great. She's just Eva Marie 2.0. But it's like, no, because she actually like trained and cared. She you could tell every time she got into the ring that she had actually been doing the work and had actually been doing it. And she just wasn't like Lindsay said, wasn't given the opportunity to be able to go out there and actually show what she could do. She got better on the mic. She got better with that. I don't think people really got how good she had gotten until toxic attraction came together. And that's when it clicked and people were like, oh, that's what's been happening with her all this time. And it's like, yeah, you never really got to see it. And there wasn't like enough build to it because it would often be that she would just be like kind of thrown into a match and be like, oh, well, you know, we're going to do like a fatal four way, throw Mandy in there. Like, oh, we're doing like an eight women's tag match, throw Mandy in there somewhere. And so you never really got to see it because it would just be like, oh, well, anybody can be good when there's eight other women in the ring, especially after she turned black. Like once she turned black, uh, she got, (laughs) she never went back. She never, (laughs) she did, she didn't wind up going back, man, fire the tanners. Um, once they gave her that because i think a lot of people were like wait mandy is running a faction and then you see it work and it's like okay no like i see what they're doing and this is actually really coming together she has been a star on the rise over 400 days as nxt women's i think she was like maybe a week shy of of oscar's reign i think oscar's the number two mm-hmm. uh either either she's number two or Shayna baszler's number two whoever's number two she was like within striking distance of that but uh she drops the title Suddenly, hmm. I think this is what we have to talk. I, I, I mean, she was in a lot of a lot of different angles, but I think her career really started to get noteworthy in the last year plus when she was really given a chance to run with it, improve, uh, prove how skilled she is, and continue to learn and grow um, in the in the crucible that is NXT 2.0. Yeah. But now we we find out the reason why she dropped the title is. Because of an OnlyFans or adult risque photos that a subscription service she was doing. Now having a subscription service of your own is not poo-pooed in Triple H's WWE. However, this is adult. I assume we've all at least seen one picture just to see what. Because they're, uh, they're up, about. you can't like av- you can't avoid it if you see the hashtag. Yeah, like they're exactly. up, they're, the leaks are all over the place, which is like. So. Hi, have you ever been on Twitter? Do you follow yeah. any wrestling accounts? Guess what you've seen. Guess what you've definitely seen. So she she's been let go because of this content. The cry from fans, and I don't think it's unfounded, is that this is really hypocritical. Because number one, WWE's marketed her as like they practically turned her into a blow up doll for the first yes. few years. Overtly sexualized. They overtly the, um, sexualized that character. Also, let's not forget the relationship they had with Playboy in the nineties yes. and the two thousands mm-hmm. where however, I'm not in a position to defend WWE. What I'm trying to do is sort of look at it and figure out, okay, what happened here? Right. I think number one, she didn't tell anybody she was doing it. So this wasn't something like she never advertised it. It was never like it, it was something she was clearly trying to keep hidden, which is like, well, maybe don't use like your name. Maybe don't be Mandy Rose on there. But it was clear that she was trying to hide it. Amanda yeah. Rose is her name, right? Like her name is Amanda Rose. So yeah. it's like and, Mandy. Uh, because even because someone like uh, my understanding is that someone like posted it on like a Twitter thread basically to be like, hey, is this you or is like someone using your name or something? And she was like, can you please delete that? And of course, that didn't happen fast enough so that everyone found it. And then they found her paywall pictures and like um, uh, 
she I, I, it, it sounds like she was doing stuff because a lot of people make fun money on OnlyFans being like, I'll do customs for you. Like, I'll do a bunch of other things. And I think that that's a lot of where you get into trouble because Selena Vega, when Selena had her OnlyFans, hers was still just like her cosplay photos. It wasn't anything right. like risque or anything. And this was still back in the Vince era. And Vince was like, and that was when they had just been like, you can't have a Twitch. You can't have this. You can't have and any of that stuff. they just wanted a cut of that. That was mainly because Vince wanted his hand in that pocket, which is take that how you will. Um <laughs> But yeah, this was this was uh, pretty intense photos, right? Like, is from again, I have not gone looking for these. I don't care to see them. Um, mm-hmm. But from what I can tell, they are explicit photographs, which puts you in yeah, a position. Yeah, it's not of just like pinup like, stuff. Yeah, I don't right. defend it because fuck it, why not? It's your body. Do what the fuck you want with it. Sex mm-hmm. work is work, and I, whatever. It's photos that she wants to put of her own body and trade however she likes. That's entirely up to her. I'm not defending them releasing her. But I understand why they have released her because yes. they have family family friendly obligations. I hate it. I know why it happened. And we can't know what would have happened if she would have went up to them and been like, look, like I'm going to do this thing. And maybe they could have said like, all right, here's the parameters in which you can operate and do this. Here are things that would not work for the company and here are things that would and also we don't know what their contracts look like is there a morality clause right. is there there has you know, to be and it, there has to be in any entertainment contract these days there has to be a morality clause right like especially in this year of mm-hmm. kanye <laughs> that guy mm-hmm. like everyone's rushing to put those in every and, contract on and again right i'm not defend i'm not defending that like that's her thing if you want to be buck ass naked in a shower with a dude stuff in between your butt cheeks we couldn't see any of that but you could you know what's happening like they were a beautiful picture though so thank you (laughs) (laughs) i would love to know and i'm sure we'll find out if we you know hold our water long enough we'll hear in uh sessions podcast about this within days Mm -hmm. i'm sure i would really like to know what the conversation was with her because you got to wonder if there was a was there a conversation where they said you got to stop doing this if you want to keep your job you got to take all of this down you've got to wonder if she, they gave her a choice and she said I'm gonna go then because obviously she found out she was dropping the belt like they can't have had her drop I'm saying that God of course they could but I'm like did they have her drop a belt and then be like pack up your stuff on your way out babes you're fired it doesn't feel like that to me it feels more like a conversation was had and they were like I'm really sorry but if you're gonna do this we have to do this. Because her response has kind of been like, thanks, guys. You know, like her online response so far has just been like, thanks for everything. And Demandies posted a picture of a donut and a martini that was like, Mm -hmm. what a week. You know, it wasn't, there hasn't been a, this is disgusting. We don't agree with this. We're angry. You know, it's just been like, yikes. It's been a kind of a yikes response. So I'm very curious to hear the whole story when it, when we get to hear it. I am sure between Demandies, which we have all, had some too far away we still gotta, we still gotta figure too that far out away. don't trust fit people to give me pastries you're gonna come around we're gonna sit in the yard we're gonna drink jeff's beer and we're gonna eat demandies and book it julian book it okay <laughs> it's it, it is delicious and also i'm sure i only fans who, who, who do they make money and if you're mandy rose i mean maybe in another climate you're a little bit more like oh this is not great well you're mandy rose you know that you have you know that 
that you're more than able to step back into being a fitness model. Now you have this OnlyFans stuff and there are opportunities for her to go wrestle other places if yes. wrestling is still the thing that she wants to do. This isn't the same. It's not the same as WWE, but Dude. it's but not the same also... as it was, as it would have been five years ago. Was to this be the fired peak of like, her wrestling fucked. career? That was one thing I thought too. When they sat down right. and said, you have a choice, it's like, did she look at the main roster and say, well, I don't fit there. That's not for me. I've done 400 plus days. I'm the third longest reigning champion in NXT. I'm not going to hold this much longer. Where do I go after this? Do I want to be a mid-carder on NXT? Did she just, you know, again, it's, we're, we're speculating. And yeah, hi, welcome. my name's Lizzie. I love to speculate wildly. But I just, if she chose to tap out at this point and focus her energies there, I don't think that's a bad choice for her. I People who are like, but what about her wrestling career? I'm like, what about it? She's been doing it forever. Mm. She's 32, I want to say. She's not a baby baby. She's engaged. Uh, Tino's not on WWE anymore, who is her fiance. So like, maybe she doesn't want to go back to main roster. Maybe she doesn't want to be traveling. Um, I've interviewed Mandy. She is an absolute fucking delight. <laughs> um, but she also is very much like, hi, I'm Mandy. This is my thing that I do. You know, it's not like, hi, I'm Mandy. I'm wrestling is my dream and passion and I will do it until the day I die. I just, I don't think it's, I, if she chose this, then I'm like, good for you. Yes. What, you get in, you get out. You get in, you make your money, you get out. If this is her version of I got in, I made my money, I found a way to make even more money on the way out. And now I, I can left, start a business. Yeah. Then now I can yes. start a business. And this is good. Like this was a good advertisement for her. She could go open her own gym. You know, she could go start her own yoga business. She could start doing things on YouTube where she's Take like, hey, Demandis like this is me. Global. Like, Take Demandis yes. Donuts Global, baby. Expansion. Expansion into every market. Be be an influencer on TikTok because now she's actually got the thing where people know who she is. So she would be able to go into all of these different ways to like make money because yeah. that's some of the best fitness advertising you could ever imagine, you know? Listen, I've never drawn a check from wrestling in my life. It seems to me that the people who are the most successful by and large are the ones who like the, 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 the end is wrestling. And when they're done wrestling, when they've reached, you know, when they can't do it anymore, and yeah. can't do it at the same level, that's when they move on. Or when they get, you know, like John Cena probably could have continued for a while, but Hollywood called, he knew he couldn't do both. So he made the decision to to move away while still supporting WWE. He chose his knees and I'm very proud of him. If this becomes the, the means by which she moves on to something other than wrestling, then that probably is for the best. Mm -hmm. That she get, like she did well. She was good. Could she have been better? Maybe. But if, if that's not where her heart is, I, it's the same thing as acting. If you wake up every morning and can think of something you'd rather do than acting, like any morning. Go do that. Go, go do that instead because you shouldn't be acting because it's going to be hard and heartbreaking and don't do it if you don't love it. And terrible. <laughs> and there's no promise of success. And and the, the pursuit is where the joy is. It's like I'm getting to do this. I'm creating a life where I get to do the thing I'm most passionate about that I want to chase forever. If it's, you know, like you can tell when somebody's like, mm, maybe I'll try wrestling. And they show up and it either works out or it doesn't. They can be very good, but you can still get that sense of like, hmm, this was fun. Now I'm going to go do this. Then I'm it also go do seems that. super rare when you see someone who obsessively loved it. Um, find their mm -hmm. joy somewhere else. I'm, I'm thinking about a Daniel Bryan, sure. you know, who always said, when mm -hmm. I'm out, I'm out, and I won't I won't care, I'll just be done. And it turned out that was not true. There's no way. Because it is no. all he is, and he wants it so badly. Um, right. 
It, put away his sad at, flannel. Right? <laughs> um, you look at a Steve Austin or a Batista or someone who has left and made something else out of their life that's made them happy. Um, that's rare. So I'm like, if, if she can go at a time when she has something else that she's going to enjoy doing, fuck yeah. yeah. And and still spare her body from having to like, yes. you know, constantly be throwing herself on the ground and, and to risking go out all of at those the peak injuries. Of her and... career. Like you're going out absolutely on top. And I mean, honestly, how many people do leave this industry and this career saying like, I absolutely 100% achieved the maximum of my potential and did everything I was ever going to do. How many people do we say that about? Like, yeah, it's like 2% of wrestlers. I think she would be hopefully very Sasha happy will to be leave, one. Yeah, right. I think at this is her leaving. Sasha she's like, one. I fucking nailed yeah. it. I fucking nailed it. I hope so. I want it to be that she gets to make whatever she wants. I would have loved to see her continue to wrestle. I I also was worried about what was going to happen to her if she went over to the main roster. Because remember, she had a main roster run and then got put back onto NXT. And that was where she started yeah. to do really well. And so I was... Sorry, but I do want to give credit to the end of her main roster run because yeah. we all remember fire and desire and we all remember the golden goddess and we remember her getting dumped out of the rumble in three seconds but can we remember the fucking magic that she threw together with that otis storyline written by a woman let's remember written by a woman but she made that storyline work she made it tender and wholesome and beautiful and we loved that and i tossed him around Give him the elbow, the whole oversized load, baby. Yeah, he's getting a little excited right now. And and Mandy, was this the last of Fire and Desire? You know what? I think my actions speak louder. And um, at this point, Sonya got what she deserved. Okay. And um, I think we should go get some steaks. What do you think? Oh, yes, baby. Extra rare. After you. The story between her and Sonya, the Loser Leaves WWE match, Uh. that was fucking great. And like Mm -hmm. short-haired, baby-face Mandy Rose fire absolute fucking fire Mm. i loved that for her and i do think they i think they fudged that a little bit i think she had ways to go with that but obviously they made the decision to move her over to nxt instead but regardless like she was really doing it towards the end of her run Mm -hmm. yeah and i do have to i'm just gonna say like uh for y'all hating ass fans out there who leaked the stuff because y'all knew what you were doing. I mean, yeah, of course she knew that it was the risk and blah, 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 blah. But like some people did it maliciously because people hate women and people hate when women are able to like use anything to be able to, whether it's your brain, then it's like, oh, they just did it because you were pretty. Whether it's your looks, it's like, oh, well, you're just a this or you're a that. Uh, There were so many haters that got on there and was like, oh my God, can you believe it? Can you believe it? And that's how it wound up getting around. And yes, she's a grown ass woman. Obviously she knew what the risks were, but also um, I hate (laughs) y'all because you suck. She's just suffered like misogyny. They're the same kind of people who did the stuff. Look, they're the same kind of people who still won't let Soraya forget the horrible Mm -hmm. shit that she's been through. And I don't like you. No one likes you. You're not friends. (laughs) No one likes you. You don't get to be in (laughs) Wrestle Club. Hey, you know what I think of all those people? Rhymes with shit. (laughs) Leave it be. 2022 on Twitter, I think, summed all of this up. (laughs) Maybe perfectly everything we've talked about. Practically every part of Mandy's journey was televised, from her debut in 2015 to her extremely lengthy title reign in NXT. If she truly is making millions posting adult content, I wouldn't be shocked if she never returns to the squared circle. She had a great knee strike. If you want to share some thoughts on Mandy Rose's past and future, visit us on any of our social network accounts via the links in our show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. 
I'm a psychic. My name is Psychic Carrie. I'm yes. Ross. Oh, what a pleasure to meet you. Of course, I knew your name was Ross, as I am a psychic. But please take a yeah. seat. Well, I was hoping we, we, hoping could, talk we could talk about my, my podcast. podcast. Yes, I know. It's called Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Yes. We investigate from uh-huh. science, spirituality, uh-huh. and claims Clarence of the paranormal. paranormal. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yes. This whole podcast, it sounds like it's been a real challenge for you lately. Actually, it's a lot of fun. Yes, exactly. Because it's so fun. I don't know how you this do it. This will be $75. Okay. That seems fair. Oh, no, Ross and Carrie. At MaximumFun.org. You knew it was a .org. I have a gift. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Daniel Radford. And Lindsay Kelk. Now it's time to share the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Watch my three count. Danielle, what would you like to put over? I'm going to put over on NXT Level Up. Saul Ruka did an absolutely 100%. No one was expecting it. An amazing move that like to the point where everyone I knew was like sharing it. I shared it everywhere I could think of. She did a, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it because I'm stupid. Um, uh, but it was essentially, it was like an imploding cutter or something like that is what they, uh, is what they call it. Basically came up off the rope, did a flip and then put it immediately into a cutter. It was beautiful it was well done and even the way it was executed was like she wasn't looking back she wasn't hesitating she threw the elbow trusted that they were going to get in the space they needed to get to she did that flip and then she did the cutter and it was one of the most beautiful things it tore the internet up um i suggest honestly watching i mean level up had a lot of really fun moments you can find that that was so good that like the nxt twitter posted it it was posted all over twitter you should definitely go and find it that's one of those moves and one of those moments where it's like oh you won't be in NXT long. <laughs> Lindsay. There was only one thing I could put over this week. As much as I wanted it to be Kevin Owens' fabulous acting on Raw, uh, it is a new Twitter account. I say new. It's a Twitter account that gained some notoriety this week. Uh, it's not brand new. It's been going for a few months. Uh, and it is the fabulous Does Bret Hart Like Bill Goldberg Twitter account, uh, which you can follow <laughs> at Goldberg Hart. Uh, and every day... They check in to find out whether or not Bret Hart likes Bill Goldberg. Um, that was what I was going to put over. I knew I was it like, was, I and Lindsay's I apologize, but I had to do it. <laughs> no, it's I, great. It's fantastic. We would have both had to do it because I believe I'm legally contractually obliged to put this over. <laughs> it's it's magical. It is magical. And I heartily recommend if you just need... It's like the Liza Minnelli Outlives Twitter account. Like, it's just going to bring a little moment to your day where you're like, aw, I like this. Uh, it makes me happy. Today, um, does Bret Hart like Bill Goldberg's account says, I just had my cup of coffee after sleeping in. I'm happy to tell you all, it's a big old no. Uh, so <laughs> there is also confirmation from the man himself on the pinned tweet. So you can check that out for yourself. But I uh, I heartily recommend it. Heartily recommend it. Amazing. You know, when you're in a relationship with someone, the dynamic can shift. You have someone who is a partner in life, someone who is a best friend, and at times someone who is a caretaker for you. Even when she was just wrestling Asuka, when you take the green mist to the face, you want someone who's going to be there for you, along with your extended family. And that's exactly what happened to Dominic Mysterio 
who cried out for his mommy and then trying to get him to take eye drops backstage to counteract the green mist was similar to trying to get your cat or dog to take a pill. Here's some audio of that. <laughs> mommy, mommy, it burned. No, 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 no. I can't see. Hey, 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 I can't see. Go to your happy place. Go to your happy place. I know it's painful. Who is this guy? Does he have a license? He's an idiot. No, he's an idiot. I can't, mommy. I can't see. Go to your happy place. <laughs> Uncle, good old Uncle Finn is there for you. They all it's nailed so it there. All of them were great there. Oh. This is the moment I became a fan of Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> mommy at birds. Mommy. Mommy at birds. And him refusing. Imagine every time he has to take a pill, she has to put her hand over his mouth and nose and then rub his throat to get him to swallow it. was exactly it. like trying to put antibiotics down my cat. It was the exact <laughs> mm-hmm. vibe. You got it. You nailed it. Got to get Dominic a pill so pocket. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Here, you love hot dogs. <laughs> that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelp, along birds. with me. How lovely. Mommy, it burns. It burns. Is he even licensed? <laughs> I can't see. You don't have to see. Just keep your eyes open and they'll put the drops in. <laughs> Think of a happy place. Any little happy place. Open your eyes and put the drops in. <laughs> then mommy's going to beat up your dad again. <laughs> By the way, the game I'm in, High on Life, is now out. It's available on Steam. It's available on Xbox. Yeah, if you have Game Pass, you already have access to it. So go play. It's a lot of fun. People seem to really be in, uh, enjoying it. And uh, I'm I'm all over the thing. I'm in I'm in various different pockets of the game. So see if you can spot me with your ears and your eyes. You won't see me in it. You'll only hear me. But just imagine I'm standing there beside you when there's only one set of footprints. That's what's happening. I'm Hal Loveland on social media. Danielle. Um, yeah, just find me on all the socials. Danielle Radford. Some sometimes underscore, sometimes not. Um, yeah, uh, my episode of Dirty Laundry should be coming up sometime in the next month on uh, College Humor Dropout. It's really fun uh, show. Um, and then uh, stay tuned for announcements because I've got some stuff coming up in the new year. Papow! Why did I papow? It's because it's anyway, exciting. Because it's, it's a papow. Papowable. <laughs> I, I forgot to mention that uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour is happening. If you're listening to this on release day, it's yeah. happening tonight. Two shows at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood sold out. But don't despair. You can watch them on stream and then have it on video demand for later on. Go to Thrilling ADV on Twitter for the link and get those tickets. It's a live show. We're all together. Together again. Lindsay. Hi, I am also on the socials. Again, I'm on deadline, so <laughs> come see me. I'll definitely be there. But if you'd like to read something I've already written, The Christmas Wish is out right now. It is available in physical form, in ebook, in audiobook. You can get it from your libraries. Libraries have got it. How wild is that? It's very exciting. It's ex- extremely Christmas. Extremely Christmas. It's extremely <laughs> Christmas. Uh, so if you're looking for something to feel festive, get festive about, and you want to read about a snowy English village um, and a delightful rom-com, 
You should do that. It, it, it's there. It's there for you. It's there for you. That's why I did it. For you. <laughs> Our producer is the Punset Powerbomb, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all of the Max Fun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. You'll find those in the show notes. That's also where you can find the official Tights and Fights t-shirt. Our shirt on your skin equals a win. We'll be back <laughs> next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and You want to see the Christmas stocking? I got my first stocking. I got my first stocking ever. Oh, ever? I wanted to get one. Yeah, I'm Jewish. Yeah, but yeah, I but you just know, don't like, like Christmas. I do love Christmas. I know where to hang them. <laughs> I know where to hang them. Fireplaces. And then, no, when I would go visit my in-laws, they would assign a stocking oh, of course, to me. Yeah. But it was never your own. But this is my first Even ever Chester stocking has a stocking of my now. own. This is Aww. adorable, Aww. Albert. Albert Aww. got the Star Wars one, and it's the evil That's one. so perfect. Yay. The little boy who Santa Claus forgot, because he doesn't celebrate <laughs> Christmas. It's a story of redemption, just like Christmas is, right? It is a story <laughs> of redemption. He prayed at the end and was accepted into <laughs> Star Wars heaven. <laughs> <laughs> It goes to show you it's never too late. Jesus is like keeping a track, keeping an eye on everybody before they before they take their last breath. Ooh, made it in just under the wire, didn't we? Welcome though. <laughs> and there won't be younglings breathing this Christmas time. Yeah, it's amazing. I assume that like, you know, Delphada was Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> like just straight oh, in yeah. there with that repentance. Yeah. All that it was punishment. like, you know, I know I killed like a lot of fucking people. Like yeah. a lot Most of Most of them were babies. But, uh, <laughs> but and they never have I the high ground. Sorry. They never had the high ground. That was the problem. <laughs> Anytime, like, you know, anybody else in the galaxy thinks about Jakku, they just start singing, Do they know it's Christmas time? Where no rivers flow. At least we're not on Tatooine. <laughs> All right, that's don't they have sting? Doesn't sing uh, sting sing the line where he says the bitter sting of tears? Isn't it him that says that? I only have time for the Bono line. Only have time for Bono fucking selling like a motherfucker. You're overdoing it, Bono. My thing is them saying that there's no rivers flowing, and there's literally the biggest river in the world that flows through the continent. We called them out for Imagine. I've called him out for this. It's this was just on a bigger scale. Uh, See, that's why I like We Are the World because everyone. we have that moment of Cindy Lauper losing her mind while Michael Jackson gives her side eye. You know the one I'm talking about. She goes, "Wow, wow, wow, wow!" And Michael Jackson's like, "That's not how I wrote the line." Yeah, Quincy wouldn't have allowed that. Quincy would not have let me fucking fly like that. He, that's all it is. He's furious because yep. he can hear Quincy like hitting him with a stick every time he makes a noise. Between him and Joe, he never had a chance. <laughs> no. Leave all, all this to him <laughs> underneath that burning sun. Rhymes with shit. Thank you. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.